You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. August, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, your five minutes of science fiction history for June 24th. The original Twilight Zone series ended with The Bewitching Pool on June 19th of 1964. But new generations of fans embraced the show thanks to syndication, allowing them to enjoy memorable stories that covered such genres as science fiction, horror, and fantasy. Warner Brothers was counting on that fandom to flock to theaters when Twilight Zone, the movie, was released on this day in 1983. The film consisted of four stories, three based on classic Twilight Zone episodes, as well as an original tale. The four talented directors chosen to helm the segments included Steven Spielberg, George Miller, Joe Dante, and John Landis. In a moment, the winding road that led filmmakers and audiences back into the zone. While original Twilight Zone creator Rod Serling sadly passed away at the age of 50 on June 28, 1975, his legacy would be carried on by his wife, Carol Serling, who acted as steward for the Twilight Zone until her own passing in 2020, a role that included being a consultant on the 1983 picture. The original idea for the movie was not an anthology picture, but a single story. The first script would eventually become 1988's Miracle Mile. The decision was made to copy the anthology format of the TV series, but that posed the problem of which of the 156 classic episodes to adapt for the big screen. John Landis would write and direct the prologue, as well as the first segment of the film with an original story, Time Out, in which a racist finds himself yanked from the modern day and experiencing moments from the lives of those he holds a prejudice against. This character was played by Vic Morrow, and as originally scripted, would find redemption by the end of his journey through the Twilight Zone. Those plans, however, had to be scrapped after a horrific helicopter accident claimed the lives of Morrow and two child actors during filming. Steven Spielberg, although initially considering the 1960 episode The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street, would pick 1962's Kick the Can to adapt for the second segment of the film. An uplifting story that concerns one Mr. Bloom, played by the iconic Scatman Crothers, who, upon arriving at the Sunnyvale retirement home, manages to teach a group of elderly residents that they can still be young at heart and enjoy life. Joe Dante chose the chilling It's a Good Life for the basis of the third segment in the movie, which showed the darker side of a child's imagination with Jeremy Licht's character of Anthony Fremont and his dangerous ability to alter reality on a whim. It is Kathleen Quinlan who plays Helen Foley who must attempt to reason with Anthony to help rein in his frightening abilities. This segment also featured the likes of Bill Moomy, Kevin McCarthy, William Schallert, as well as Patricia Berry, actors who all appeared in episodes of the original television series. The 1963 episode Nightmare at 20,000 Feet was director George Miller's choice for the fourth and final segment of the picture. And while rumor has it that William Shatner was initially considered to reprise his role from the original episode, the character of John Valentine would end up being played by John Lithgow. Valentine, who suffers from a crippling fear of flying, is the lone witness to a gremlin on the wing of the plane causing catastrophic damage to its engines, his panicked pleas to the crew and his fellow passengers falling on deaf ears. The reviews for Twilight Zone the movie were a bit harsh, with many critics and fans finding fault with the first two segments of the film and praising the last two. 
On a budget of $10 million, it managed to earn $42 million at the box office. Not enough to warrant proposed sequels, perhaps, but it did raise enough awareness for CBS to begin production on what would become the first revival of the Twilight Zone series in 1985. With Jordan Peele's recent attempt at revitalizing the Twilight Zone having come to an end after two seasons, it's only a matter of time before the TV show is considered as a feature film or television series once again. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5, for June 24th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.